Three Dogs North is an attempt to objectify the subjective with little violence as possible. The following has been torn from its origins in space and time and put entirely at your disposal. Been a while. It has. And we're back. Dude, Connor, you're looking very hipster this morning. Thanks. My ha- my hair is very messed up because I not only I didn't shower after hockey last night, so I have helmet hair still. Oh, amazing, dude. You're doing the hockey league? Nice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I bet you took some great pictures at hockey league on your iPhone last night. <laughs> <laughs> so my new phone does have a camera. It does? There it is. Look at that little lens. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Wow. What's it like? You're on the other side, man. Yeah, so I got a flip phone. I'm trying not to be... I knew that we would talk about this on the podcast, but I really am trying not to be the guy with a flip phone. Like, uh, I don't even have a TV. You know, it's sanctimonious. <laughs> uh, though I was talking to Blaha yesterday, who had <laughs> been trying to group text me for about something. I was in a group text with him and several other priests for like a week, and I just didn't respond because there's just no way to group text on a dumb phone. And uh, one of the fears I had in downgrading was that people would hate me. And he said, actually, I kind of do hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which is funny. But um, that is a fear that I have about going to a dumb phone. They group text with my family. They're important. But how do you, so how did we group text together? Did that just come in as an individual text for me? Well, my computer is still an Apple Macintosh, so I can do uh, iMessage through my computer. But I assume it's through my iCloud account, not my phone number. Right. So everybody, everybody's still got my phone number in their group texts. And so it just buzzes this hunk of junk. <laughs> and I look at it and it says, you've been sent a multimedia message. Would you like to download it? And I'll download it. And it just says, yeah, from a number I don't have in my phone. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. So, and if I respond to it, it just responds to that number only. Right, right. Wow. So then I got to like hunt for one of the other multimedia messages that I haven't downloaded to find what was, yeah, a response to. And who was that from? Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. So it just, but that's the thing is like, it just ops, it just opts me out of all of that. Right. Right. So if you want to if you want to put me in a chain with a ton of other people communicating, email me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and okay, so that's a downside. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, right. But you're going to be able to do less with it. That's why you get it. That's it, mm-hmm. it's dumb. Uh, <laughs> what what about everything else? How's it been? Good. I drove home from somewhere I haven't ever driven home from without a GPS yesterday, which was uh, scary, like mildly scary, um, but thrilling at the same time. And I thought, wow, for so long I did this, um, but I haven't done it in so long where you just kind of feel totally untethered Hmm. to the internet, which um, I feel was a good thing. And also, I've just not looked at my phone for so it's only been like 10 days. I think I got it. Uh, well, this is not going to go out 
on time. So, but I've had it for just a, over a week, basically. It'll be two weeks on Friday. So, and I still have my iPhone and I use it for certain things because um, it, it can hook up to Wi-Fi. But when I take it places, it's just not, it, you can't use it because it's uh, not using cellular. And I could switch back if I decide like, oh, it's too much of a pain. But so far I have not, I have not missed it at all. In fact, I, t- I took it to the gym once because the gym has Wi-Fi and I could, you know, listen to Spotify and watch YouTube while I'm riding the bike. And I was like, oh man, that was the worst part of my day. Hmm. I And so last time I went to the gym, I just didn't take it. And you'd think like the music that they play in the gym is so stupid and boring. And, um, but I was like happier to just not have earbuds in. Hmm. Um, I, I think what I, what I feel is that the iPhone isolates me and it makes me live my life and perceive the world through the prism of artificial reality of like a virtual reality. So the most, most obvious one to me was the, the fact that like, I don't know where anything is. I just look at my phone to tell me where everything is mm. instead of like looking out at the world and locating things. I'm like, tell me where to go. And so you, we talked about this a while ago, that article in wired the mirror world, um, how basically like eventually the whole real world will be mapped into a digital mirror world. Um, so you wouldn't have to leave your house. Like you can just go into reality in your Oculus goggles and, um, sort of like the way that maps does it like it feeds back the people that are walking around with their phones or driving around with their phones is telling google what's going on how fast the traffic is and like yeah you, you could just map like there's so much data that you could just map the whole world hmm. and live through this augmented reality and everybody could just walk around with google glasses and sort of like black mirror type of things but holy um, smokes that's crazy that's also like metaverse stuff isn't it right so that basically what I feel like is that I've just kind of opted out. I've just sort of like yanked myself out. And I, I told both of you this, but what was so striking was when I walked out of the phone store, the feeling of nausea. I just had this t- deep terror and sort of like disorientation when I when I realized like I can't use my iPhone. Um, like I can only go places where I know where they are or ask somebody where something is. I know I'm excited for that. That's good. I know. That was part of the thing I was excited about. But then once I was living it, I'm like immediately terrified. (laughs) And then I don't have any of my contacts in my new phone because Apple won't let you export them to another device. And so I'm going to have to like hand transfer them over. And I just felt like lonely. I guess I had 1,200 contacts in my iPhone. And now I have like a dozen. So all of that is to say, I don't want to be the flip phone guy, but come on in. The water is great. I love it. Dang it. That's a pretty good pitch, man. I, I got my phone ready for for Lent and I like scaled it back. I, I took a bunch of stuff on it. I got like the grayscale, you know, on mm-hmm. on it. Um, but the experience has not been that there's st- like I'm still I still got one foot in the water. Right. <sighs> still plugged in. Yeah. I thought I, I would still have one foot in the water, but still having it, but that it has just not been a, a factor. Like I can just leave it. I never take it with me. Even when it's in the house with me, I don't, 
like it's more obvious to me because it's not always in my pocket and I'm not always thinking, what if it buzzes and somebody needs me? It's just mm. off in another room. And then when this buzzes, I'm like half the time, it's just a stupid multimedia message that says, yeah. So I'm like, I don't even care. Um, so I'll leave this places and just walk around without a phone. Um, I just realized like, like something about this smartphone makes me think I have to have it all the time, which the fact that I have to have it all or ha I have it all the time means I'm looking at it all the time. Yeah. Because there's so much to do on it. Well, one uh, of the things that stuck with me, dude, that I've been, I have been thinking on because I have the emergency line for the parish on like on my iPhone through an app. And so I've been trying to figure out how to, and there's ways to do it. Just need to maybe do it to, or if I went to a dumb phone to do that. And I don't know if you remember saying it, but when we were talking, you were like, Hey, you know, like every other time in history, except for the last 10 years, like if someone called the emergency line, it would ring the rectory emergency line. And if the priest was at dinner, he would get it like when he was back from, from dinner. And I was like, dang, that is just that whole notion of like, if you have that phone in your pocket all the time, like mm -hmm. you're constantly not free, man. Yeah. And not that the emergency line is not a burden as, as a priest. I'm not saying, saying that that's just an example of like there's just this feeling of like just all the time i'm plugged in mm -hmm. yeah and i don't even know if we're aware of that like that that is the reality and that has to take a toll on us to some extent um but it's not something you think about because it's just the assumed norm yeah i when i was at up i put up at ipf that's when i kind of like settled on it was praying about it and asking God, like, do you want me to get a dumb phone? Is this, you know, it just felt like an invitation into joy and a removal of an obstacle to joy. And that's, that's what I, I kind of looked at it with fresh eyes a little bit. And again, this is not like, um, I, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the cast, but I, I quit drinking like four years ago too. Um, not because I was addicted to it, but I just was like, I think that this is just an invitation to take this thing away that I, I don't need to be thinking about it. like it doesn't need to be in the way of joy. Um, and it's, you know, you, you supposedly do it and the phone is supposedly to like make your life, enhance your life, make you more productive, make you more reachable or whatever. But it was just like sucking my life away in little subtle ways. And you could rationalize it and justify it. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, the iPhone hasn't made a new update of like, you know, when, in 2007, when it came out, I was fighting fires. And I remember the kid, this kid on the fire engine got one and he brought it to the, to the barracks and we were all looking at it. We were just making fun of him mercilessly. Like, you nerd, you need a phone that has the Internet, you dork. You just <laughs> wasted like a thousand dollars on a stupid thing. Like, it was such derision that we were showing this guy. Um and that was like the early adopter thing. Like people just were like, no, I see or whatever. Like I want, I want to be a part of this new thing. And none of us thought like, why would you need your email on your phone? That makes no sense. What are you like, you know, a banker? Um, but then now everybody has it and, uh, it's not like, oh, now it's got a super, now it's got a camera, now it's got selfies, now it's got, you know, like uh, web browsers that are mobile ready and like you can, you know, 
look at all this cool stuff. And, you know, when the internet first came out, even there wasn't any stuff on it. It was just like, here's streaming. And they're like, okay, well, what are you going to watch on streaming? Here's like five things you can watch. But now the internet is just full of stuff. YouTube, Netflix, like you can just sit there and watch the internet forever. Um, and there's nothing like new. There's no new stuff that it does. I mean, there are little subtle things, but it seemed to me like all of the revolutionary stuff that was going on was basically like how to use your phone less, the screen time stuff, the do not disturb functionality, the grayscale, and like helping us to unplug from our phones more, Um, which just feels like, okay, we have a problem with this. You know, maybe we're not addicted. Maybe Maybe we can use this in a moderate way, but it seems to be a consensus. And this is, it's borne out every time I tell somebody that I've got a flip phone, they're either, most people are like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Including the kid at the phone store who was so jazzed. He was like, why are you doing that? I was like, I just want to manage my attention a little bit. I think I'm using my phone too much. He's like, oh, dude, that is so cool. He was 23. (laughs) And he was just like, he was so curious and we talked for like an hour and a half as he was trying to set up this thing that he's never seen before um did you buy it at the store and then have to bring it or i bought it at verizon bring it in okay yeah i was just like which flip phones do you have and he's like there's a drawer i think over here there none of them are on display so unfortunately (laughs) you just have to buy it in the box anyways people have either said like oh that's really really cool and then the subset of those people who think that's cool uh, say, I want to do that too. And like, how did you do it? And are curious. And I can tell like probably will one day quit the iPhone or quit the smartphone. And then there's the the people, it's just like probably one in 10 that say immediately when I say like, hey, I got a, I got a dumb phone or somebody's like, hey, Father Connor got a dumb phone. The, the kid will be like, I need it for work. <laughs> like apropos of nothing like i didn't tell you like you really need to quit the smartphone they're just like no don't touch it don't take it from me i need it for work um <laughs> which is kind of like how i felt when i walked out of the phone store this deep terror i think it's just like okay i'm I'm attached to this thing it's how i interact with the world and now i don't have this kind of security blanket to never get lost i don't have this like feeling of it's keeping me company because it's always buzzing and there's always somebody talking to me I'm just like, okay, if I want to talk to somebody, I got to either call them or knock on their door. Um, Have you printed out directions yet? I did print out directions. Oh, I love it. Sunday. Yes. I love it, dude. Have you bought any maps? No, I still have an Atlas in my car. Okay. Well, you got it. You already got Mm -hmm. it. You're already covered. Mm Mm-hmm. Dang, it's have a you asked old anybody? One. I don't know if they built new highways. I should get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> have you asked anybody for directions? Not yet. I haven't had to. No. Oh man, that's see, like I can't remember the last time that I did that. But they're probably just going to plug something into their phone, right? Every everybody can give you directions, and they're and then they're just going to tell you where it is. The only time I would need directions, I think, is if I was out somewhere. Like if I'm like visiting somebody and then somebody texts me like, hey, can you come to this place? Here's the address. I would be like, what is the way I get there? What is? <laughs> Tell what, me how to what move. What do you mean? Direction. <laughs> you. Yeah. But if I'm at Man. home, I can just look it up on my computer. I I want to hear like pass a Hardee's 
and then there's going to be a Waffle yep. House. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and then, yeah. And there's then, a house with green shutters. Mm-hmm. Don't turn there. You've gone too far. You've gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Dwight at one point in the office give Andy some directions? <laughs> like, you'll know that you've gone too far. He says, if you smell uh, bear urine, you've gone too far. <laughs> turn around. <laughs> <laughs> like I want that. Yeah. Uh, that's I want that because look, that's all dependency on another person, mm-hmm. which is actually what happens in the internet. It's just it's so indirectly you're, you're indirectly asking about that information and receiving yeah. it, but mm-hmm. it's been compiled by other people. But it's it's all hidden in a sense, mm-hmm. and so it just kind of brings those things immediately to the forefront of your attention. Like I don't know where I'm going. How could you? The world is huge. I know. And streets are crazy. Streets are crazy, dude. Atlanta is a mess. It, it, Chicago had had pre-city planning. Mm-hmm. It, Atlanta just grew. And yeah. so it's like all nuts and, you know, they it's just totally, totally chaotic. Uh, so it doesn't even have a pattern. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to get lost down there. That's why I can't do it. It's for work. <laughs> <laughs> Would stop, you guys have- stop judging me. I can't <laughs> I can't do it. I need it for work. Would you guys ever do it? And uh, Rob, you've you've mentioned you're thinking about it. Yeah. I'm um I'm getting close to to the plunge. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, you're and honestly, your description of the first ten days or whatever. It's very appealing. It's very, very appealing. Yeah, I I would as well. I don't know what it's going to look like going into army stuff. And um, I bet I could do it. I bet I could. I had a flip phone for probably the first... I, I had a flip phone until 2014. Yeah, I remember for, you were late in the game. Um, I, I fought it really hard. Somebody right? sent us uh, phone cases. I don't remember. Remember that? Oh that was years gosh. ago. Yeah, they knitted phone cases, didn't they? Oh, well, totally they knitted you her. one, she, right? Yeah, because you had a clamshell, so it was like a little pocket for it. Yeah. Like a knitted, a crocheted hip clip. We have a picture of that. It's I have a, a picture crocheted of that hip clip, on dude. I'm, my phone. It's a crocheted hip clip. You're right. <laughs> who, I, man, okay. For an iPhone. Who, no, or for, for, a, for a flip phone. Do you remember who that was? I'm, I hope they I still can look listen. it up. Yeah. That is amazing, and I have a picture of that mm-hmm. when we when we got those. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. I'll I'll send it to John to put on our little social media thing because you have a clam phone <laughs> and, and you can't. So. Okay, so a, a couple of things as a, even before I uh, got the clamshell, I was thinking, you know, so I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but. The Aziz Ansari special, um, he jokes about it, and he has a he has a flip phone. He switched over, um, and he jokes about all this stuff of like algorithmic sorting and every, nobody talking to each other, and everybody's just reading their their algorithms version of events, and so everybody you know nobody's talking to each other. And um, he joked about how he's talking to his mom on on his phone, and she realizes like, "Are you listening to me?" He goes, "No, I'm reading an article about ten things that Sean Paul can't live without." And just like stupid uh, distractions and whatnot. And he, he's like, I, he holds up his flip phone. He's like, 
I, I took the plunge. I got my mind back. There's something about that that, um, you know, I'm not like a huge fan of his or anything, but just the fact that somebody was out there kind of being like, it's cool to go back. Um, I think it was, it was what I needed, um, to be like, oh yeah, I could do that. And it, it immediately made my heart go like, I want that. Um, and he joked about how he's like, it just takes forever to text and you have to print out detailed directions. That's the only difference. Um, as well as a, a multitude of other differences. But, uh, I was thinking about it, IPF. I'm like, maybe in 20 years or 30 or 50 or whatever. Um, you know, like when you watch Mad Men and everyone's smoking, and you're like, wow, just like everybody was smoking. Pregnant ladies were smoking. Doctors were smoking. And uh, now we look back on that. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so unhealthy. Um, but the culture just like it took forever for people to agree. Like the science, the science is settled. Tobacco causes cancer. Um, and the tobacco companies were fighting it and we're like, ah, oh, we'll put filters on it, make it healthier. This one's more, you know, not as bad for you, whatever. Um, and still people smoke. I mean, people make choices that are like, okay, there's risk here, but I'm going to do it cause I like it. Uh, but I thought maybe that'll be the same thing with smartphones because all of this stuff right now, the social dilemma movie, um, all these stats of like, pretty much anybody you talk to of our cohort, our generation is like, Oh my gosh, kids. I'm so glad I didn't have social media when I was a teenager. I'm so glad that smartphones weren't a thing when, you know, we just know here are teenagers, here's this thing that's going to cause you to have higher rates of depression and suicidal thoughts. And, um, but we need it for work. So sorry. Uh, like it's just insane. And we see the problem so clearly and we all know we have a complicated difficult relationship with this device no and it actually kind of proves the proves the point when i've talked to families who have um middle school high school age um there are kids get phones really 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 young um i mean i it's pretty normal for us to have like fourth fifth graders with iphones just kind of plugging away on the internet and doing their thing and um, you know, hopefully there is some sort of monitoring that's going on there, but, um, a lot of parents will say, uh, no, they need it not for work, but because if they didn't have it and it's actually most, mostly it's even a subset in the iPhone category that it's more like social media that it's not great, but if they don't have it, they actually aren't going to be a part of the social network of their school or of their friend group. So that they actually won't know what's going on because all invitations, all parties, mm -hmm. all information, communication takes place in those little group chats or in yeah. those little like Instagram or TikTok, whatever. So like, if I don't have that, then I don't have any friends. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's actually the medium through which people engage in social interactions. Yeah. That's no, so like that's deeply ingrained. Yeah, I totally agree. But I, yeah, go ahead, Rob. Okay, well, this this would be a shift, and we got eleven minutes. Um, but I am curious to. It's just something that you said there, and we've we've talked about this before. I think I don't think on the cast though, but like as human beings, just the notion of like who and what a friend is. I've been thinking about this a fair amount recently. Of like, I more and more don't think we have the capacity for very many like actual friends. 
Which is a different thing than like what you're saying, Mike, of like a kid being invited to like his classmate's birthday party. And st- I mean, that's all very important. I'm not getting at that. But there is something that has morphed, I think, in particular through the social media of like this notion of like counting friends and having hundred or whatever. So it's just a, it's a question I've been pondering of like, like how many like good friends are you capable of having? Cause I'm more and more convinced it's like three. Yeah. I was reading an article the other day that said like, it's extraordinary to have five. Hmm. And some people don't have any. I, yeah, Rob, yeah, to your point, man, I don't know. I, I feel pretty blessed. I don't know. I mean, I heard a guy recently bragging that he had 1,200 contacts in his phone. <laughs> 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 like, get over yourself, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, man. That's a good question. How would you answer that? Well, it just depends on what you mean by friend. Like, that right. St. Alred... Yeah. Uh, St. Alred of something. He's like one of the patron kind of saints of friendship. He writes a lot about friendship, spiritual friendship. Is that and who Byrne wrote his thesis on? I want to say it was, yeah. Yeah. I don't but know he, I know he defines a friend as someone with whom you have no qualms about sharing the entire contents of your heart. Wow, that's a pretty lofty definition of a friend, though. Right. And that's why it's extraordinary to have five of those. Like mm-hmm. many people have zero. Woof. And okay, throughout well, life, you get maybe one, two, or three. What? Usually. That's so few. But, I mean, this is another thing about the phone, not to bring it back to the clamshell, but what I I also like about it is that it kind of returns things a little bit more to the human scale. Um, It's just not... What I realized was, like, in my pocket was latently 50 to 70 conversations that I was a part of Mm. that were dormant most of the time, but that any one of them could be like and now i'm like sort of implicitly expected to participate at least to read it and to know what's going on um and that's just not realistic like i can't i can't sit at a dinner or drink coffee with somebody or even read a book and at the same time be part of 50 conversations you know what i mean because any one of them and that was what was happening was like one of them would randomly be like hey hey um you're like, oh my gosh. And so it's just sort of like opting out of, of that and returning back to a human scale of like, if somebody wants to talk to me, they have to call me. Even that is, you know, in human history, an extraordinary amount of accessibility. Normally people would have to come to you and knock on a door. I mean, the phone's been around for a while, but the fact that everybody's got a phone in their pocket all the time, that's relatively new. So that that's what I think what you're saying is like when Facebook came out, they used the word friends. Um, and everybody, even at the time in 2003 or four, whenever that was, was joking about like, you, this person thinks they have 500 friends. That's insane. Um, you know, go back to stand up from that era. People were definitely making jokes about it, just like they're making jokes about selfies. Uh, it's, it's like totally unrealistic and it's not the human scale. But then again, when you're a kid and you're going to a birthday party with your friends, there's like everybody in your class is your friend or, but you have a best friend. So even when you're a kid, you're starting to realize like not everybody can be my close companion. Um, right. There's differentiation that's there. Mm-hmm. Well, but so Rob, I'm curious. 
like how would you answer that would you consider like family in that category or is that their own subset i think that would be i would call it a subset at least in in mine although like yeah especially with my my siblings i do feel blessed to like be very like close to them i like what was the definition you gave from alred I think it was something like someone with whom you have no qualms about sharing the entire contents of your heart. Yeah. Like that's very unique, you know, that's big. Um, and there's something, and I don't, I don't like, I am blessed to have a lot of, I think like very good and healthy, like friendships for, for sure. Um, but like that's what I'm talking about. That's that's getting at it. Like of those, you just you don't have very many of those. So I would agree with that. Um, I don't know what you would call it. I guess I have a a more loose and general definition of friendship. That would be like somebody that, um, if I needed help with something, or I was in a pickle that I could call and count on them, which, which is, is some manifestation of like, well, I feel like I can be vulnerable with them mm-hmm. that I feel like I don't have to hide things from them necessarily. Um, and I know that I can count on them, that I can rely on them. And I, I would put that number, I don't know. I'm like a super popular guy. I don't know Baker's what to say. Baker's dozen? Yeah. I, <laughs> well, I mean, it helps when you have 10 siblings and like yeah. we're all pretty close. For sure. So like I do feel like they're in the friend category, but then you know, like, man, I just feel very blessed. I think seminary facilitated a lot of that stuff. Like a lot of the guys that I went to seminary with are in local parishes around here that I, I feel really close to them. And... uh yeah, so no, I don't know. I, I think it's not worth. I, I personally don't think it's worth splitting hairs about it. Yeah, like maybe, I agree. maybe spiritual friendship or something. Like what we're talking about with this super intimate willingness to be vulnerable. Because um, even even then, like I don't have anybody with whom I'm totally no qualms, zero qualms about sharing the entire contents of my heart. There's nobody in my life that knows me. I mean, it, it is it, only God. God is my friend, um, but no one else. But. There are there's kind of like layers of that intimacy, layers of that trust, um, and I think what what we're talking about is like okay, this this uh, focus on the outer ring of people that I really am not vulnerable with, and social media makes it worse, and everybody knows mm-hmm. this. Like you're mm-hmm. sharing your your highlights and, and none of your um, lowlights. You're just proje- projecting an image, and we do that all the time in social interaction, but it's harder to do that without the interface without the um sort of facade of like the digital persona if you have to like actually have a i remember that when i was in junior high it was way easier to talk to girls over aim than it was either even on the phone much less at school or in person or um and i I just felt like less of a man like you know flirting with a girl on instant messenger than if i like actually saw her, if I actually made her laugh or something in at school. Um, and I could tell that this was just like, even at that age, I could tell this is just siphoning off my, my courage because it's just an easier way to interact with people. Um, it's not as risky and I'm not growing in my confidence and my trust. Uh, these aren't real friends. And I, 
with AIM, that was the first time in my life I could ever have like conversations with 12 people at the same time. Do you remember AIM? I never had AIM. I remember it. I remember AIM. AOL Instant Messenger. But that's what, that's what the smartphone is to me. It's just AIM in your pocket all the time with everybody you know or have ever met. Yeah. Um, And there's no away message. Um, So that's just like, it's catapulting us out to the outer ring of our acquaintances and people that are like connected to us. And we're all connected, God knows, but not in the way like, who am I spending the most time with? Who am I attending to with the most energy and focus and love? Um, And I think if we're honest, like generally not those people who are in our inner ring, Um, which of course, as priests, we have to be open to everyone and uh, that's your, your thing about the emergency line, Rob is like, I, I want to be accessible. I don't, I don't want to be like, uh, and that's the diocesan priesthood. We are available to the world. We love the world. Um, and we have something to give it, but I just feel like I can give it through the flip phone. Clamshell baby. Clamshell. The Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. That's the Pac-Man phone right there. No, I have noticed that even when, uh, when people talk about, social media and it's really like engagement with technology um at a at a social level the way that they interact with other people if they will give up instagram or whatever tiktok or facebook um facebook was probably the first that people talked about it like this there they would talk about it like people talk about like substance addiction mm-hmm. oh it's been oh i've been off for nine months Mm-hmm. And uh, my life mm-hmm. has been so much better. <laughs> and th- it's it's the, the same structure of conversation that mm-hmm. the way that they talk about it is it's actual addiction language. Yeah. And I can't. It's work. It's the work. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it come, when it comes down to work, though, that's different. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah, it's your livelihood, you know. It's my responsibility. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, dude, we're not, talk- we're not talking about you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Mm. I know we're about to wrap up. Rob, what else did you do to your phone to make it dumb? Uh, not that much yet. Like I still, I took the Safari browser like off of, you can't delete that, but you can take it like off the home screen. Um, for Lent, I'm going to take the, if I don't make the full plunge, then um i'm gonna take like all email off of it um oh man stuff like that you know for for it um there's something i'm yeah i'm at that the whole notion i know we got to go but just that like just that statement of like hey not having maps on my phone makes me look out like i want that too Mm -hmm. i don't know um yeah, it's just something. I mean, I, I literally drove to Springfield for dinner the other night and I just like put it in my map so I, I would know to the minute what time I got there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the minute, I know. Yeah, and it's like, whoa, I I know exactly how to drive this, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, no, you don't. You, you think Mm-mm. you do. Yeah. <laughs> no, yep. you, know, you know how to follow the directions in the video game that is your life. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you this is Ready Player One stuff, man. Totally. It is that movie. Mm. Also, you look, you're dressed identical to how Aziz Ansari was for his (laughs) crew neck sweatshirt. This is my Mundelein sweatshirt, Father Jim. With a beanie. He had a beanie on his head. 
Nice. Maybe I am a fan. I don't even. Man. We're just learning all sorts of things today. Yeah. <laughs> learning about ourselves, being vulnerable, disclosing the contents of our hearts. Dude, we're going to have so many friends. If you yeah. put this online. <laughs> yeah. Everyone who ah. listens is our friend. Yeah. If you listen, you're our friend. So Thanks affirm for your us. friendship. Yeah. Thank you for your friendship. <laughs> Smash the like button. <laughs> if you want to be my friend. Yeah. But seriously, if you could, if you could hammer that like button, that would be. <laughs> Please leave a review. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. See you guys. Follow North on Instagram. Three Dogs North are Juice, Seabisc, and Michael Metz. Conversations have been edited to sound smarter. Audio and transcripts of this episode are exclusive property of Mundelein Seminary and may not be rebroadcast without the express written consent of Major League Baseball. Good girl.